You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Writing to Inspire podcast with your favorite, the excellent, the almost all-knowing, I'm just kidding, Jamal Kadura. And guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. First and foremost, I apologize for going almost a month without making an episode. I will elaborate on the reasons shortly. But in other great news, and I can't believe this, I just got an email that the podcast has received a thousand downloads. And wow, wow, did I not see this coming. Seriously, I love what I do and I believe in myself, which is a funny statement right now, an ironic one, given what the topic is today, but we'll get to that soon. Anyway, of course, I love making these episodes. I love expressing myself and displaying vulnerability and transparency so that all of us learn how safe it is to do so. But I didn't see this coming, and it's such an honor, so thank you all so much for your support. Episode 9 is about trusting in yourself, trusting in your journey, trusting in where you want to go. So let me get a little bit personal here. And I want to embrace more personability, more vulnerability, more transparency. So that way you guys get to see more of me and you see that whatever it is you could be struggling with internally and whatever is afflicting you, you're not alone. There are other people out there, myself included. I am raising my hand. And by the way, guys, it's so hot in this room. It's scorching. I have my shirt off, too, just so I can sit in here and make it. So, ladies, calm down. Calm down. No, I'm kidding. Again, I have to make these uh, lame jokes to keep it light. But anyways, guys, I have just been struggling lately because quarantine has offered me a golden opportunity. Now, struggle is not synonymous with bad. Your struggling embodies your growth. And once you go through it, you are able to attain enlightenment, spiritual ascension, and change. But nevertheless, it's difficult. So I've had these opportunities to sit back and reflect on my worldviews, on my psychological state, on my life direction, my life purpose, my day-to-day -day routine. And so many things, so many aspects are disenchanting. Because... Pre excuse me, prior to COVID, we didn't really have to confront ourselves. We could lock these struggles or these pestering thoughts in the deepest recesses of our minds and engross ourselves in tasks such as going out to eat, hanging out with friends, doing more public activities, if you will. But now with all this free time, we have an ample opportunity to reassess ourselves, to reconfigure beliefs, and to finally and adequately address preconceptions that have long deluded us. Meaning whatever social beliefs you have, whatever 
<clears throat> cultural beliefs you have, or psychological, or societal. These are all things that we can reassess. So I wasn't really in the podcast spirit, guys, because I was, I was, and I have been struggling. I have been struggling because I am, I am forced to face previous notions that I was content with allowing to linger. I don't want them to linger anymore. I have the time to face them. I have the time to reconcile beliefs, to reconcile conflicting emotions, and to get closer to inner truth. So that's why I just really haven't been, I haven't been doing much writing lately. I haven't been doing much podcasting lately. I've been posting every day at Writing to Inspire, and for those of you who are new to this podcast, please go and follow Writing to Inspire on Instagram where I post every day. Poetry and prose, along with detailed captions that expound on my thoughts. But yeah, I've just been out of it. And maybe I didn't really realize what a struggle this was, but it's an honor and a blessing and a privilege to come on here and disclose this all to you. To be a beacon of light, of strength, and of hope to all of you who may feel despondent or who may see this reality as bleak. And it is bleak at times. It is difficult. It's hurtful. But I want to talk about a concept. I want to propound on a certain idea. The concept of faith. So when I talked about trusting in yourself and trusting in your journey, I think that goes hand in hand with faith. With a sort of blind belief in concepts or in ideas or ideals that maybe you're not fully aware of, that maybe you can't fully see, but you believe that things will get better or that you will complete a certain task or a certain element of your journey. And you will rise and you will change and you will grow and you will evolve. But the ironic thing is, guys, and as previously mentioned, I didn't well, as previously mentioned when I talked about, excuse me, reconfiguring my beliefs, the old me, three years ago, four years ago, didn't believe in faith. I thought that all human beings should have rationally proportioned confidence for their beliefs. So meaning, well, when somebody would say something to me like, well, you have faith that you're going to wake up tomorrow, right? And I'm like, well, not necessarily. I look at the probability of it. I can rationally believe on good evidence that I will wake up tomorrow because I am a younger individual. I eat properly. I exercise. So all of these things bequeath me with good health. Which and what does good health do? Raises the chances that you'll live longer. But is that a guarantee? No. No. It's really not, because at any moment, this could end. Let me repeat that. So, the finiteness of life sets in. And the seriousness, the magnitude of that statement weighs on you. Not to scare you, but to impel you to confront the things you have long suppressed. At any moment, this could all end. You could not wake up tomorrow. I could not wake up tomorrow. 
But let's apply that statement not only to human life. Let's apply it to opportunities, to relationships, to desires. At any moment, something can end. Your relationship tomorrow could end. Your significant other could leave you. For reasons you may be unaware of. Your employers could terminate you. And for added reaffirmation of this statement, look at Corona. Did any of us ever think that we would be surviving and enduring such an unprecedented pandemic? Where literally the entire world is struggling. This is a universal issue. It is a worldly plight. Businesses are shutting down. People are filing for unemployment in the millions. Hospitals are brimming with the sick. we never seen this coming. So anything can happen. But in hindsight, we have faith in a certain sense that just like bad things can spontaneously emerge, so can good things. Good things can spontaneously emerge. Just like Corona materialized mysteriously, so can a new opportunity for a job. You may wake up one day and see an email that, bam, you know, company X is interested in you. You may step into a coffee shop and meet the love of your life. You may go to a neighbor's house for a barbecue and befriend someone who has the right connections to aid your goals. Things can spontaneously emerge. Now, is there actual tangible proof for this concept? Not necessarily, it's just because even, even this concept in and of itself is subjective. The terms good and bad are subjective. Because we can always say good and bad events happen, but there might be some people who don't really view any good events. Or some people who, who don't really view any bad events. But the point is, things can change. And things do change out of nowhere. And can we guarantee what these changes are? Absolutely not. But we have to have faith in ourselves. Faith in our journey. We have to trust that we are being directed to where we're meant to be. Everything is aligning. And if you feel negative about a new journey that you're on, if you feel unsettled, if you feel any type of disenchantment, understand that it's not necessarily an omen or some portent. It could be that you're feeling negative because this is something you're unaccustomed to. This is something that maybe socially or culturally or societally you are conditioned to be against. And I'll give you an example. Because I know you guys love my examples, right? Who doesn't love the great Jamal Kadura's examples? If you don't, you turn this podcast off right now. No, I'm kidding. Don't. You want to hear this. I had a background where people really didn't leave their jobs. And I'm, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. To each their own. Everybody has their own prerogative. Everybody has their own paradigm with which they operate. Their own lens through which they see the world. Well, having said that, I grew up in a dynamic 
where a lot of people didn't leave their jobs. You got a good job with decent pay and good benefits and you stuck it out. Because it was comfortable. It was secure. And I respect that mindset, believe me. That mindset deserves its credence. And it deserves recognition for what it is. So when I grew up and I started working at places, I was always so apprehensive and so nervous about leaving a job. Not only because of, you know, the new experiences or meeting new people, which that involves trepidation, of course, but simply because I was always taught, no, if you find something good, you keep it. You keep it and you appreciate it. And of course you appreciate it. Appreciation is the key to personal happiness and personal success. But at the same time, we'd be remiss to deny the significance of growth. Growth is very important. It's why we're here. We're here to grow. We're here to learn. We're here to become. And you cannot become. You cannot evolve and experience change without pushing yourself to grow and to ascend. So because that was never patterned to me, and in fact its inverse was patterned, and the inverse being comfort and stagnance in a sense, you know, staying where you are, I always thought that it was bad to leave a job. Now, were my negative feelings in that situation correct? Absolutely not. But could I have missed out on great opportunities because of cultural or familial or social programmings? Absolutely. So my point is, trust in yourself and trust in your journey. And don't allow your negativity or your nervousness to be signs, self-imposed signs, that is, that you're on the wrong path. It's normal to experience those feelings, guys. I'm sure a lot of us come from what's known as enmeshment trauma in psychology, where maybe in our upbringings we weren't taught proper boundaries about what our thoughts are, what our ideals are, how to have healthy connections. So we inherited many unhealthy connections. We inherited beliefs that weren't necessarily ours. And what do these beliefs do? They permeate our lives and they inhibit our progression. So trust in yourself, trust in the journey. And have faith. And that's even such a weird statement for me to say. Because three or four years ago, guys, I wouldn't have said it. It was such an alien concept to me. Because in my naivety and in my slight arrogance, I misconstrued faith as merely blind belief. But maybe faith is just belief in the deeper parts of life and of this interconnectedness of our world. And is there any way for me to prove that life embodies a peculiar spirituality that seemingly interweaves everything together? No. I can't prove it. But there are many accepted concepts or accepted notions that we can't necessarily prove. I.e. that the past is real. There really is no real way to prove that, but we all accept it, right? It's just what's known as a self-evident truth. Um, and I got this notion from a great book called Divine Reality by Hamza Sortsis. Thank you for that idea, my friend. So I kind of take the spirituality of life and the interconnectedness of life as 
a self-evident truth because things always work out. I'll give you another example since you all love my examples. I'll never forget that I was going for a promotion with a company. I applied to one place and they, and then I applied to another secondary place just in case the first place rejected me. The first place was going to hire me. They were. They were going to hire me. But then I got a call from one of our departments saying that I was ineligible for an unfair reason. Anyway, since I was ineligible, that first place went with their second option. I fought that declaration. I said, no, I can't be ineligible. And I ended up getting hired by the second place. And my oh my, did it work out. I ended up getting far greater experiences at this second place than I would have at the first one. I made deep connections with great people who are lifelong friends who introduced me to other great people. And all of these people collectively aided my growth and my evolution. And they helped me metamorphose into a better man and a better human being. And I have an innumerable amount of occurrences that happened like that. Where so many times a door closed. An opportunity was yanked away. And I felt like a hamster on a wheel. Or... You know, like a starving animal who was looking at a piece of, of food and it just got ripped right away, essentially. But then I was always being redirected to something better. Now, yeah, you may have people out there who say that you make the most of where you are. But we can assess things rationally and say, hey, this opportunity ended up benefiting me far more than this other one did. Like I did with these with this job situation. Because the second place I went to was much busier. It exposed me to more people. It gave me more opportunities. allowed me to meet people that I connected with on deeper philosophical and spiritual and religious and cultural levels that I would not have been able to experience at that other place. Now, could that other place that have wanted to hire me in the first place given me great lessons? Sure. But my point is, I was so upset about missing that opportunity. And now I'm so thankful that that opportunity fell apart. And that this spiritual consciousness, if you will, the universe, God, these, this divine architect that guides us directed me to where I needed to go. And it helped us so much. It guided me through many personal struggles. Things that I was struggling with philosophically, emotionally, psychologically, religiously, culturally. You name it. And I was directed to the right people who helped me. And who I, in turn, ended up helping. It was a very mutually beneficial thing. And I'm so thankful. And I don't want people to miss out on their own journeys because they're afraid. Because fear is dominating their mental horizons. I walked away from a four-year relationship at one point. And typically from what I was taught, you don't do that. Because if a person's good and the situation's decent, you stick it out. And to each their own. 
but I felt off. I felt out of place. I felt disconnected from myself. And I needed to walk away. And the reason that I took so long to walk away was because I didn't believe my happiness mattered. And that's the aspect, my friends, my family, because we're all family in the Writing to Inspire community. You may be disenchanted or you may be disinclined with new opportunities or embarking on new paths simply because of unhealthy subconscious associations that you inherited in childhood. Maybe you were never taught that you were enough. So you hide out. You shy away from great opportunities. Maybe you were never taught that your emotions matter. So you're always going with the flow and allowing others to decide for you. But right now, stake your flag in your own heart. Stake your flag on the land of your journey and reclaim your power by saying enough is enough and I am going to make choices. And will I mess up? Absolutely. But I will go forward. I will learn. I will grow. And ultimately, I will have faith because there are a lot of things that are unseen. There are a lot of things that are unpredictable, but I know, I know that it'll work out. I know that it is working out. And I know that I will overcome this. And we all have faith in some regard. Yeah, do you build off of past experiences? Sure. But what happens when you get thrown in an experience that's completely novel? That's completely unlike anything you've ever experienced? What happens? You have a certain blind belief. And maybe in some regards it's founded, but it could also be deemed unfounded and baseless. But yet you go forward. You date this new person who everybody tells you not to date. And you go against the grain and you go against all these negative preconceptions and subconscious associations that have kept you constricted and imprisoned for so long. And it works out. And what would have happened if you would have fed into your doubts? If you would have surrendered to people's desires? If you would have acquiesced to inner pressure, you would have missed out. You would have never had the opportunity to grow. And I get this impassioned, guys, because I care. I care about all of you. I care about your journeys. I care about your growth. I care about your happiness. I care about your ability to experience, although you can't always see it, the magical interconnectedness of this universe. A part of me lost the ability to touch that interconnectedness, to feel it, to inwardly appreciate it, because I was so inundated with beliefs that weren't really mine. Beliefs that were imposed. And now I'm trying to find that magic again. I'm trying to reinstitute the concept of faith in me. So that I can have deeper a deeper spiritual insight and connection to the world, the universe, and other people. And in the complete and utter magic of human connection and human resilience. 
because there was always a voice in the back of my head talking to me about it and reminding me. Just like there's that voice reminding you of your faith, of your journey, of your desires, your desires to be greater, to be more, to grow, to ascend, to experience, to shed these change, these chains, excuse me, and these facades and these masks that you've upheld for so long to appease others, to placate family and friends. No more. It's time to please yourself. It's time to trust in your journey, to trust in yourself, and to have faith that things will work out. You'll make it through. And no matter how dark it gets, somehow, some way, the light will penetrate through. And it'll find you. And it'll remind you of who you are, where you're going, and who you're meant to become. Thank you so much for tuning in. And happy healing, guys. I promise I'll be making more episodes much more frequently. You all take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Please be sure to give it five stars and leave a comment so that it spreads to other people. As always, I appreciate you and happy healing.